The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the general, Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, men may be under attack, but I can tell you one thing. We are all safe here at Command Center Alpha. Because as the Global Five Star and the Global Alpha, you can be sure I will always, always vouch for the class, refinement, sophistication, and gentlemanly qualities of the Alpha Male. We are under attack. There's no doubt about it. 2018, the year that men are being attacked. But fear not, because I am locked. I am loaded. We are damning the torpedoes. We will take on these unfair and these extreme radical feminists, and we will always espouse the alpha male good life. Pleasure maneuvers are welcome here. Being a proud alpha is welcome here. Being a beta... No room for that. Long-ash greetings and salutations. A long-ash snappy salute. Semper delictatio. Always pleasure. Long live the alpha. Make America great again. Screw the feminists. As always, if you would like to communicate with me, Cigar Dave at CigarDave.com. I realized that I forget every so often to provide you with the email. But if you go to CigarDave.com, there's always also a, uh, an area that you can just click on, and that'll automatically send you up on a page where you can send us uh, emails. But CigarDave at CigarDave.com. Don't forget to follow me, Twitter, Facebook, uh, social media. Just go to the upper right-hand corner of CigarDave.com, and all the links are right there. In fact, earlier this week, a couple of days ago, actually, I got into, uh, I had a couple of people that that sent me uh, notes on Twitter saying, tweets saying that uh, the Republicans control the House and Senate. They don't need any Democrats. They can they can certainly pass a uh, continuing resolution a budget. And my answer was, no, you have no clue what you're talking about because for a continuing resolution, you need a supermajority. You need 60 votes in the Senate. Of course, I smack them down as the five-star alpha that I am. All right, we're two weeks away from the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest. That is, I cannot believe, two weeks away. Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line in Tampa. We've only got two tickets to go. Then we're sold out. That's it. So go to CigarDave.com. That is Saturday, February 3rd, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And that is uh, at Shelter Aviation right at Tampa International Airport, presented by Diamond Crown. And, boy, do I have a huge listing. Where is, hang on a second here. Wait, i got to go over to the other side of my massive my massive glass desk here. Uh, where is it here? I've got the listing. Hang on. I'm telling you, I've got so many massive. 
the listing of all these spirits that we are going to be enjoying is just uh, absolutely incredible. And I will find it somewhere here because I know I do have it. And um, Sergeant Steve, I think I sent that to you, if I'm not mistaken. Did I not? Oh, no, I sent that in a, in a, in a, in a text. You know what? I know exactly where to find it. I'll tell you what. I'll get to that a little bit later. But I'm telling you, for those of you that are attending the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest, get ready to sample some incredible spirits and craft beer, and I'll give you the list in just a little bit. All right. This week, Senator Bob Dole. Bob Dole from Kansas. Bob Dole knows it. You know it. American people know it. I'll never forget that there was a debate. Uh, I think it was a, a Republican presidential primary debate. And Pete DuPont was uh, in the debate. And Bob Dole looked at him and said, everybody knows your name's not Pete, it's Pierre. You know it, I know it, American people know it. It's not P Pete, it's Pierre. And that's really what his name is. But I always got a kick out of that. But Bob Dole, doing my Bob Dole impression. Bob Dole knows. Bob Dole, 94 years of age, was honored this week with the Congressional Medal of Honor. And uh, leaders of both parties spoke uh, very highly as well as the Vice President and President Donald J. Trump. Now, Bob Dole, war hero, World War II, he was severely injured uh, on the battlefield in Italy during World War II, went back to uh, Russell, Can I believe it's Russell, Kansas. I think that's where he's from, but small town in Kansas. And I'd heard this story before that uh, what the town people did to help Bob Dole with the many surgeries. But I want you to pay very close attention because President Donald J. Trump referenced it in his speech about Bob Dole. We'll play an excerpt now. On Hill 913 in those darkest moments, Bob Dole had home in his heart. He wanted to go home. And in the end, it was home that saved him. Home was his grandma, who believed that he would walk when the doctors doubted that he would even live. It was his mother whose love and cooking fueled the fight to move his legs just a half inch higher each and every day. Half an inch each day, Bob. Half an inch, you would say, each day. It was Dawson's Drugstore on Main Street where a cigar box sat on the counter to solicit donations for his so many surgeries. And there it is, President Trump stating it very succinctly, the importance of a cigar box, a cigar box that was placed in the town drugstore where Bob Dole uh, grew up and was recovering, and the townspeople all got together, they all gave donations, and that funded Bob Dole's many surgeries. And it's incredible, just the importance of a cigar box. We talk about cigars, and, and, uh, and, and think of how many uses for different cigar boxes. But what, what, I can't think of a better use than to help and assist in the recovery effort for one of their uh, town's heroes, a World War II hero, severely injured on the battlefield, fighting for freedom, fighting against, uh, against the Nazis, and the enemies over in the European Theater of Operations. And uh, congratulations to Bob Dole, 94 years of age, Congressional Medal of Honor. And uh, reminds me, when Bob Dole was the majority leader and minority leader in the Senate going back and forth, it was a very different time in Washington where even though you could be on the complete ends of the political spectrum, you could still engage 
in dining activities, dining maneuvers, in cocktail maneuvers. You could still have debates during, during business hours and even after business hours and talk about things, but you could also socialize which allowed people to get to know each other and to actually get deals done. A couple of days ago, I happened to be on WSPD in Toledo to uh, on the Scott Sand Show. It was his 1,000th show, so I was uh, kindly uh, asked to appear, and they actually did the show from a uh, cigar store, cigar lounge in Toledo. And one of his guests were or was Dennis Kucinich, Dennis Kucinich, I believe, was the former mayor of Cleveland. He was a former member of the House of Representatives. Ultra-liberal. I, I agree with virtually nothing, nothing that Dennis Kucinich has to say politically. But he was always on the Bill O'Reilly show. He was a contributor on Fox for many years. He, for all I know, he still may be. I haven't seen him lately. But I remember on the Bill O'Reilly, they would always have good banter back and forth. And he would always engage in debate without being uh, disagreeable, without being, uh, being rude. And they went back and forth. And, and he would, were, there were times when other people wouldn't come on. He would always come on. And O'Reilly said, look, I disagree, but I, I give you credit. You came on. And so he happened, Dennis Kucinich, who's running for governor in Ohio, happened to be sitting in. And I mentioned, started to mention that. And Scott mentioned that, that Dennis Kucinich was there. And I, I said, you know, I said, I agree with, with uh, nothing that Dennis Kucinich has to say. But I said, the one thing my, my impression of Dennis Kucinich was, and, I, and it was all relating to why I think we need to go back to having those uh, ba- smoke-filled back rooms where people could socialize, have a cocktail, have a cigar. And I said, you know, Dennis Kucinich and I agree on nothing. But I said my impression of watching Dennis Kucinich was he's the kind of guy you could disagree with vehemently. You could engage in tremendous debate. But the kind of guy that you could say, hey, listen, you know what? Let's go grab a uh, cocktail. Let's go grab a beer. Uh, I didn't know if he smoked cigars. He said he doesn't. But I said, I said, Dennis, you seem like the kind of guy that you could, you, you'd be very approachable and amenable to sit down. He said, I totally agree. And actually, he went on to talk about how great it was that people were there smoking cigars and enjoying themselves and engaging in fellowship and friendship and conversation. He said, I think it's great. And I said, well, Congressman, I said, I tell you. I think it's the point where we need to get government out of these things. I said, look at all the happy people around you. And he said, Dave, I couldn't agree with you more. I agree with you. These people are happy. Let them enjoy themselves. So I thought that was very reasonable. And again, I don't, and I said, Dennis, I don't agree with anything politically, but you seem like the kind of guy where we could get together. And he said, absolutely. So we'll, we'll get him on the show. I have no problem engaging in debate with people that I oppose on a political viewpoint or, or any other type of uh, a debating point. But I think the key is to be able to also socialize and also to be able to have rational conversations. And the problem today is they're so militant on both sides that there are no backroom deals. There are no, and I think we saw it with with what happened in the White House Oval Office. And I'll get to Cory Booker going after Kirsten Nielsen, the uh, Secretary of Homeland Security. I'll get to that in just a little bit. But my point here is that there were days when Bob Dole was the majority leader and the minority leader where you got together, you lit up a cigar, you had a scotch, and you worked things out, and you kept things quiet. And we didn't see that. Dick Durbin, what's the first thing he did? There was some tough language. That happens all the time in Washington. Like, Dick Durbin has never said any of those things. Like, Dick Durbin has never heard any of those words. And yet, the first thing he does, take a private conversation in the Oval Office and go run to the Lib Media, the Libstream Media. It's outrageous. 
So when we come back, I will get to, I've got to get to this, because the theatrics, the, the Cory Booker is now will be known as Beta Booker. And when you hear, I'm going to replay the soundbite, you probably heard it, but I have my take, and I'm going to get into it. I am the general, the global five-star, the global alpha male-in-chief, Betas, not welcome. We are 100% locked and loaded with alpha male testosterone. If you miss any of the general show, you can catch up anytime with the Cigar Dave mobile app. Presented by Diamond Crown. Listen to the most recent show simply by opening the app with our continuous replay. Or you can download a podcast of a past show. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store to get it. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line at Tampa International Airport in the Cigar City of Tampa is Saturday, February 3rd, 2018. It is an all-ticketed VIP event. It is a great day filled with fantastic cigars from J.C. Newman, our presenting sponsor, Diamond Crown, a fantastic Alpha Lunch Buffet, a nice Cigar Dave goodie bag with all sorts of fine goodies for you, and you'll also enjoy great craft beer samplings, spirit samplings, whiskey samplings. We'll be surrounded by aircraft at Shelter Aviation right in the hangar. It is a fantastic day of Alpha Male Pleasure Maneuvers. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line, Saturday, February 3rd, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. This is an all-VIP ticketed event, very, very limited. Go to CigarDave.com and purchase your tickets. That's CigarDave.com for the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line, Saturday, Feb 3rd, 2018, in Tampa. As a wussified beta male, departing as a certified alpha male. Cigar Dave, mission accomplished. America runs on meat. No vegans here at the Cigar Dave show or in Command Center Alpha. I ran into a friend. We talked a number of, uh, a while back, we talked about the Salt Bay. Nusret Gokche. 
from uh, Turkey, a Turkish celebrity chef. He kind of uh, is known as the Salt Bay, and Bay stands for Before Anyone Else, where when he slices the meat, it's a whole ritual, and he's posted all these Instagram videos of him patting the meat and whacking the meat and, and I guess, spanking his meat. <laughs> and, and also at the end, after he slices his meat, he, in a cobra-like motion, takes some salt, and they just the, the crystals just fall off his elbow beautifully onto the meat. Well, a friend of mine I run into this week who lives in Miami, I happen to see him, uh, we're out having a cigar, and I happened to, to catch him, and we chit-chatted, and he said, hey, General, I heard you talk about the, uh, the Salt Bay, Nusret Gokche, and he's got uh, a restaurant that just opened in Miami, uh, well, it's actually about last summer, called Nusret, N-U-S-R hyphen E-T, Nusret, because his name is Nusret, so Nusret. Nusret Steakhouse in Miami. It is on uh, Brickell Avenue, right in the heart of uh, kind of downtown Miami. And he said, you know, my son and I decided that we would go. I said, oh, fantastic. How was it? He said, it was good. I said, well, was it great? Was it? He goes, it was good. And he said, let me show you a video. And he shows me a video of Nusret, Chef Nusret Goche, actually slicing the meat. And we are actually, he sent it to me, and I'm going to, we're going to post it at CigarDave.com. And social media, and you can see him slicing the meat. Now, a couple of things that kind of worried me. He's slicing the meat using his bare hands. So he's got the knife in one hand, and he's got his hands on the meat. I'm sorry. I don't want to eat a piece of meat where somebody's hands are on there. Plain hands. I don't care if he washed his hands or not. Sorry. Put on a glove. I get for effect, but I don't want to have your, your hands. I don't want to have any of your germs on my meat. That's why you cook it. And that's why when you cut it, cut it with, uh, without touching the meat. Take a fork and do it. So he slices it, and then he does the little salt bay maneuver with the cobra. And I said, great. He said, Dave, I said, so, so you know, you like it? He said, well, let's put it this way. I had the smallest cut that was on there. And he said, how much do you think it was? I said, I don't know. What, what was He goes, I don't even know. It wasn't really a filet. He said it was kind of like it was a, uh, uh, like a, uh, not a sirloin, but yeah, so, so it was kind of like a, a like a, a sirloin. I said, okay, well, geez, sirloin steak. He said, you know, it was it wasn't the smallest, but you know, for two, it was like nine ounces for each of us. I said, okay, I don't know, probably I don't know, fifty fifty five bucks. He said, a hundred bucks. He said, how much do you think the Salt Bay tomahawk runs? A tomahawk chop that I've made that I've posted pictures of. I said, tomahawk chops probably going to run you about uh, eighty five ninety bucks, probably on the high side a hundred. He said, try 275. So I went and looked at the menu, and I've got a copy here, and I'm looking at the prices of this. And uh, some of the prices are a little bit on the high side. A ribeye thinly sliced, he slices everything, 80 bucks. An Ottoman steak, which is a thick bone and ribeye. Now, he doesn't put how many ounces are on here, which is interesting. 120 bucks. They call it a spaghetti steak, thinly sliced steak strips. But he doesn't tell you whether it's a strip or what it is, 70 bucks. Now, Kaizat Hensodia of Gurkha Cigars said, Dave, best steak I've ever had. No, the best steak, Kaizad, you will ever have is if you come to my Pleasure Palace and I make you my bone-in ribeye that is dry-aged in my refrigerator for about a week. Guaranteed, 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 best steak you will ever, ever have. No ifs, ands, or buts. And I do it in my cast-iron skillet, medium-rare, Pittsburgh-style. 
So I, uh, I we'll, we'll post the menu here too. Uh, in fact, Sergeant Steve, I'll send this over to you. I think this was over on um, Open Table or or one of the other websites. But you know, to spend two hundred seventy-five bucks for a bone-in ribeye or, or tomahawk chop, or one hundred twenty bucks for a bone-in ribeye, no way. You can make a steak much better, much tastier in your own house. And I'm looking at some of the sides, and you know, they get a pretty good buck for the sides. As an example, oh, by the way, if you want a whole rack of lamb, now a rack of lamb I'm thinking maybe is what? Rack of lamb is going to be total amount of meat, maybe 18 ounces, okay? Definitely not that much over a pound, 225 bucks. Uh, let's see, all their sides, cream spinach, cream mashed potato, their uh, charred or grilled asparagus, 15 bucks. So their sides are, are pretty much normal, what you get everywhere else, but the cost of their meat, absolutely through the roof. And uh, this, they're opening one in New York at BlackRock, CBS headquarters. I think it's, uh, what, West 57th, West 53rd. They're opening that up. They've got them across the world. Miami was their first American location. Wouldn't surprise me if you start to see Chicago or L.A. But it's kind of neat. But, you know, come on, really? That kind of money for a steak? I'm, I will compare my steak to New Shreds any day of the week. And speaking of Americans eating meat, good news. Americans will eat a record amount of meat in 2018, record consumption is being driven by low prices, higher protein demand. Americans love meat. I've said this all along. There was a little dip a number of years ago, but the average American consumer will eat 222.2 pounds of red meat and poultry this year. So that's a combination of chicken, turkey, and meat, surpassing a record set in 2004. Meanwhile, domestic production will surpass 100 billion pounds for the first time as livestock owners expand their herds on the back of cheap feed grain. And uh, to me, you can't beat a good steak. So my feeling is this. I no longer eat. I have cut out any processed foods. Uh, September 29th of 2017, I changed my diet dramatically. I no longer eat anything from a box, anything from a can, anything that's processed. I cook and eat everything that I, tons, more meat than I ever have. I'll have chicken, I have fish, I have veggies. I cut out the carbs and the sugars. Feel better than I ever have. Drop 50 plus pounds. And I eat more meat. In fact, last weekend, in fact, I'm going to, we'll, we'll tweet out a picture of this beautiful bone and ribeye that I made. 17, eight, uh, it was 17 and a half ounces of meat, ate the whole thing, felt great, and still stayed under my 1,800 calories that I like to watch during the day. You can't beat my meat. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Flight Line, presented by Diamond Crown, returns on Saturday, February 3rd, 2018, at Shelter Aviation in the Cigar City. This day of Alpha Male Pleasure Maneuvers includes a buffet fit for an Alpha Male, great spirits, craft beer, Alpha Male camaraderie, and of course, plenty of Diamond Crown cigars. Tickets for the Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Flight Line, presented by Diamond Crown, are on sale. Get info and tickets at Cigar. Dave.com.
It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Davidoff is celebrating their 50th anniversary this year. The first Davidoff-branded cigars that Zeno Davidoff, the great Zeno Davidoff, created that were rolled in the Aleguito factory in Havana, Cuba, were made their debut in 1968. And since then, Davidoff, no longer made in Cuba, it's been made in the Dominican Republic for many, many years. The 50th anniversary of the company's white label cigars. Those are the top of the line cigars and they come in various series, their anniversario, their signature, and of course, the last number of years, Davidoff really expanding their portfolio. The Davidoff Nicaragua, obviously not part of their white label line, but a huge, huge hit. So, in the honor of the great Zeno Davidoff, and to commemorate the 50th anniversary of their white label line, I'm going to pull a cigar that is being, that they're commemorating with a special band. There are five cigars that will use a special Davidoff 50th anniversary band. Now, normally you see the white band with gold dots around it and Davidoff, the kind of, uh, goes down across at an angle from the top to the bottom of the band. Well, they've changed it. Davidoff now is on the bottom, and a very elegant number 50 is on the top. And when you look at the zero, it is in the shape of a cigar and an oval at the top, which signifies the cigar band, which looks like the Davidoff cigar band. Very, very cool. We will post this at CigarDave.com as well as social media so you can see it. But there are five different cigars that are featuring the 50th anniversary band. The prices are the same. They're not changing the blend in any way, shape, or form. Two sizes from Davidoff's signature line, the number two and the 2000. And in the anniversario line, the number three, the Special R, and Entriacto. So I have decided I'm going to go old school. I'm going to go with the Davidoff Signature 2000, the 2000 size. 
is a wonderful 5-inch by 43 Corona. Love Coronas. Coronas to me, I love Toros, but Coronas are just a classic size that will never go out of style. In fact, when the manufacturers of cigars and the blenders, when they go to taste and blend cigars, the size they use for consistency is Corona. Because if you can blend a great Corona, it's easy to blend a larger ring gauge size cigar. So the Corona is the standard. And the Davidoff Signature Series is uh, kind of is a hybrid between the Classic and their Mill Series. Got very, very nice notes, a little bit of uh, sweetness. It's a very, very nice cigar. I would say it's more on the mild, mild, medium-bodied side. Uses an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper. The binder is an Ecuadorian hybrid Connecticut and a Habano Seco. So it's a hybrid Connecticut with a Habano Seco that they've combined, grown in Ecuador. The filler, Dominican, using four different types of filler. San Vicente Seco, Piloto Seco, Olor Seco, and San Vicente Volado. So you've got four different filler blends that give it a very unique flavor. You've got a beautiful Ecuadorian binder with a hybrid Connecticut and Habano Seco seed. A lot of flavor there. And a beautiful, smooth, silky Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper. It is indeed a magnificent, magnificent cigar. You certainly cannot go wrong. Not an inexpensive cigar. Not going to lie to you. Going to be looking at about a $14, $15 price for these Davidoff Signature 2000. But a beautiful cigar packaged beautifully with the beautiful Davidoff 50th anniversary band upon it. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine ready for action. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Just got this lighter actually this morning from the Cigar Dave R&D lab technicians and scientists. The guys that wear the white lab coats and they have the pocket protectors, they're very geeky. There's no question about it. They live, sleep, breathe creating litation devices. They have come up with one called the Grand Thespian. The Thespian, of course, is an actor, but the Grand Thespian, and there is a reason. I won't tell you why just now. Well, I will in a few minutes, because it has to do with Cory Booker, the taxocrat thespian senator from New Jersey. Nice act job, acting job earlier this week, and I will get to that. But they're calling this the Grand Thespian. It's got a lot of dramatic flair to it when you look at the handle, when you look at the tank, when you look at uh, how the uh, the jet flame comes out. It's got a decorative, decorative, uh, uh, I guess we could call it cylindrical design where the flame comes out. A lot of flair. That's why they call it the Grand Thespian. As soon as they knew I was going to be talking about Cory Booker, and uh, what he did to Kirsten Nielsen, they said, General, we've been working all night on this. We've got the Grand Thespian from our R&D laboratories. That's what I would use today. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Here it comes. Oh, let me do it one more time. That's better. All right, I got that. Fantastic. Nice cut on this beautiful 5x44 Corona. What a 5x43. Just feels great in the hand. 43, 64, 7 inch, so it's not a giant ring gauge. Let me toast the foot of this beautiful Davidoff 2000, the Signature 2000, with the Cigar Dave 
research and development, experimental prototype, Grand Thespian. As I, I'm not going to take long to light this cigar, I can tell you that. So I'm just going to toast the foot of this cigar. It doesn't have a big ring gauge. I'll puff and rotate. Mm. Very nice. Great draw. Mm. Great taste. Mm. Love, how, love how it feels in the hand. Love the aroma. Mm. I'm going to have to talk, talk to my good buddy, Rich Krudick, over at Davidoff and make sure that he restocks. I think I'm down to my last, uh, I think this, I got two left of the Davidoff signature. He sent me a couple of the ones with the 50th anniversary band, and I'm pretty much down to it. I'm going to have to replenish that. All right, I have my cigar now. I need the appropriate accoutrement. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Well... Zeno Davidoff was a classic. Zeno Davidoff, the man that really personified the cigar lifestyle, that it's okay to live well, that if you do things, you should do them right. Always enjoy the best. And my grandfather was like that, and uh, they both kind of, I think, were born roughly in the same geographic area, Russian, Russia, Poland, depending on where the border was at the time. So, in my grandfather's honor, Cigar Abe, I'm going to pour some of his favorite Crown Royale. Now, I have since learned... With Canadian spirits, they don't have the same strict standards that we do here in the United States in terms of bourbon, in terms of how much of it has to can, can be combined with a neutral spirit. One thing about Canadian whiskeys, they blend their whiskeys with a lot of neutral spirits. That's why it tends to be on the milder side. Crown Royale, no difference. But the Crown Royale Reserve that I have just selected uses a larger amount of their special Crown Royale, the blend of Crown Royale. Higher percentage of the longer-aged and hand-selected cast. First released, released as Special Reserve in 2008, but they dropped that. Uh, uh, Crown Royale dropped that. They just call it the Crown Royale Reserve. And the what's very interesting is they'll say that Crown Royale is a blend of 50 distinct Canadian whiskeys because at one time... They had all these barrels, and they still do, from the Seagram, when Seagram's owned it, from uh, Ontario, where they made all their Crown Royal. Then they moved the distillery to Gimli in Manitoba, eh? Nice and warm this time of year. I think it's minus 85 uh, Fahrenheit right about this time of year. But a very, they moved all their production and all the other whiskeys to their plant in Gimli, Manitoba. Do they still produce 50 distinct recipes of whiskey? Probably not. But they make a big deal out of it. Primary difference between a Canadian blended whiskey and other whiskeys on the market. Canadian whiskey, lighter in style, and a higher percentage of neutral grain spirit in the blend. What does that mean? They water it down with a neutral grain, almost like a, a vodka type of spirit. If neutral grain has no taste, they water it down. That's why I don't drink as much Crown Royale as I used to, because basically it's not as much of the good stuff that you were buying before. But nonetheless... I will enjoy this Crown Royale Reserve. I think it's going to run you about, uh, I think it's like 50 bucks a bottle, something like that. Let me pull this up, twist off cap here, pour a little bit into my snifter. It's got a very light caramel golden hue to it. Again, when you are used to enjoying a fuller, richer single malt scotch or a small batch bourbon, Crown Royale is much lighter, and the reason because they water it down. Not with water, not with branch, but with neutral grain spirits. All right, let me say cheers. Take a sniff. Ooh, a little bit of honey. 
Hmm, a little cinnamon on the top. Take a, uh, take a taste. Got a little bit of spice, a little cinnamon, a little vanilla. Very pleasant, not overly powerful, not very peppery. Light spice, a little cloviness. Take one more sip. Mm. Actually, perfect accompaniment to my Davidoff Signature 2000. Outstanding. All right, when we come back, I will tell you about the actor... The, one, the man who should be nominated for every major acting award, a, a, an Academy Award, an Oscar, a Golden Globe, a People's Choice for Best Performance in a Congressional Hearing, Cory Booker. I will get to him when we return front and center. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is the Alec Bradley Prensado Lost Art. This medium to full-bodied cigar not only pays homage to its namesake, the Prensado, but also the lost art of handcrafting goods. It takes a plethora of skilled artisans to create the Alec Bradley Prensado Lost Art, which you will love. Want premium cigars like these shipped directly to you each month? Log on to CigarDave.com to join the Officers Club. It is a new year and a new month, and that means we have a brand new year of Cigar Dave Officers Club selections. And we start January 2018 with the brand new Alec Bradley Prensado Lost Art. This is the highly acclaimed sequel to the Alec Bradley Prensado. Different flavor complexion uses a magnificent Honduran Corojo wrapper, Honduran and Nicaraguan double binder, and fillers from Honduras and Nicaragua. It is a full-flavored cigar, nice notes of pepper and espresso. It is fantastic. You will enjoy this cigar. And it follows up on the great year of selections we had with the Officers Club from all the major manufacturers. Get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars shipped directly to you in a Ziploc Cigar Dave Officers Club pouch. Go to CigarDave.com for $22.95 per month. You will get fantastic cigars shipped right to you. Again, this month, it is the Alec Bradley Prensado Lost Start. It is our Officers Club featured cigar. You will love it. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. At the Cigar Dave Show, there are several things we really like in a Washington bureaucrat. Uh, embalming fluid? 
a wooden stake through the heart. Well, I guess after those two things, you really don't need the rest. Corey Booker, DP, Democrat phony from New Jersey. Actually, he was mayor of Newark, and some would say that Newark was a hole, a hellhole. I've been to Newark, and I've got to tell you, not so great. Now, I'm sure it's probably improved, but definitely not that uh, great. Let's put it this way. You're never going to go to Newark for a vacation. Let's just leave it at that. But Cory Booker went after Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen during her testimony in Congress. And, of course, we've got important issues to deal with ISIS with terrorism, with border security. And what did all the Dems focus on? They focused on the private meeting that took place in the Oval Office between President Trump and members of the Senate and House, including Dick Durbin, Dick Illinois, and uh, several others, several other Dems and Republicans, and uh, he used the term, whatever term, who knows, that, that there's, there's different accounts of the meeting, whatever. It was a private meeting and language is used. And what did Dick Durbin do? He ran out immediately instead of trying to negotiate a deal because he didn't get everything. This is really what it boils down to. The Dems didn't get what they wanted. They wanted a clean DACA bill, and they did not want in any way, shape, or form increased border security. They don't want $18 billion for a wall, and they certainly don't want to end chain migration. Oh, and by the way, chain migration using that term, that is not racist in any way, shape, or form, because Dickie Boy has used it before. But Cory Booker, Cory Booker was very infuriated with Kirsten Nielsen. He kept asking her, did he say this? And she said, look, my recollection is different. I don't really recall. There are a lot of things being said. And she was under oath. She was testifying under oath. Let's take a listen to what Cory Booker had to say. Let's listen to his incredible theatrical performance. I hurt. When Dick Durbin called me, I had tears of rage when I heard about this experience in that meeting. And for you not to feel that hurt and that pain and to dismiss some of the questions of my colleagues, saying I've already answered that line of questions when tens of millions of Americans are hurting right now because of what they're worried about what happened in the White House. That's unacceptable to me. I hurt. I hurt. It was terrible. I had tears, tears of rage. But it gets better. Talking about threats and his great anger. Hit it. There are threats in this country. People plotting. I receive enough death threats to know the reality. Kamala receives enough death threats to know the reality. Maisie receives enough death threats to know the reality. And I've got a president of the United States whose office I respect who talks about the country's origins of my fellow citizens in the most despicable of manner. You don't remember. You can't remember the words of your commander-in-chief. I find that unacceptable. Mr. Chairman, I'm grateful to be on this committee. I'm more than ever today happy I am here. Thank you. Bravo. Bravo, Cory Booker, taxocrat, phony. New Ch- bravo, Corey. Oh, bravo. And when he when he beat it, his beat his heart. Perfect accompaniment. Perfect song. 
for this drama queen's tears of rage. Perfect song. Perfect song for thespian, for that great actor, Cory Booker. Now, I want to do his... Uh, Sergeant Steve, let's play that first soundbite known as Tears of Rage. That's what I referred to it. Let's play that soundbite one more time because I, and then he did such a great job that it has inspired me, inspired me to bring out the inner thespian within me. So let's hear Cory Booker, this soundbite entitled Tears of Rage. I hurt. When Dick Durbin called me, I had tears of rage when I heard about his experience in that meeting. And for you not to feel that hurt and that pain and to dismiss some of the questions of my colleagues saying I've already answered that line of questions when tens of millions of Americans are hurting right now because of what they're worried about what happened in the White House. That's unacceptable to me. Oh, it is so unacceptable to that, to that fine actor, that great thespian. Cory Booker. So I was thinking about this, and first of all, I, I have to nominate him for the best performance in a congressional hearing for every major award, the Golden Globes, the Academy Award, the Oscar, the People's Choice, you name it, he should win it front and center. It should be unanimous. But I got to thinking, with such a great theatrical performance, I was reminded of uh, John Lovitz on Saturday Night Live. He used to have a character called Master Thespian, and he talked like this, and it was so dramatic that it got me thinking, I need to bring out the inner thespian within this five-star. So you shall now call me Sir Davidus Generalis, and I am going to recreate the words, the same words that Corey Booker uh, the great actor of New Jersey, the great actor of our time, said to Kirsten Nielsen, allow me please to get her to character. And I should also mention that you may hear something like this. That is me beating upon my chest. I hope you can hear the sound of that for emphasis. Here we go. When Dick Durbin called me, I had tears of rage when I heard about his experience in that meeting. And for you, ma, for you, my dear lady, not to feel that hurt, not feel that pain, and to dismiss some of the questions of my colleagues, saying, I've already answered that line of questions, when tens of millions of Americans, tens of millions of them, hundreds of millions of them, are hurting right now. They are hurting because of what they're worried about, what happened in the White House. That, my dear lady, my dear woman, that, as I beat my chest, as I beat my hand against my bosom, that, my dear lady, is unacceptable to me. I have got a president of the United States whose office, oh, I ever so respect, who talks about the country's origins, my fellow citizens, in the most despicable, oh, the most despicable manner. And for emphasis now, I'm going to, I'm going to beat both, both, uh, both, 
hands on my on my chest. Both bosoms shall be shall be hit hard so that I can emphasize my great master thespianism. Do you? You, my director of Homeland Security, don't remember. You say you can't remember the words of your commander-in-chief. I find that unacceptable. And there you have it. I, Sir Davidus, Generalis, my great performance in the words of the greatest thespian, in the words of the greatest playwright, William Shakespeare, I believe now I shall go to Stratford. I shall be a great thespian of all time, in the same rank as that master thespian, Cory Booker, Democrat phony, Democrat actor from New Jersey. Our number two of the Cigar Dave Show is next. The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the general, Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Act two of the Cigar Dave show. Led by your host, your presenter, your master thespian, Sir Davidus Generalis. As we previously ended, act one, scene four. Discussing that other great actor, that great thespian, Cory Booker, from New Jersey as he portrayed in wonderful actorial terms going after Senate Correction Department of Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen stating how he was so overwrought with tears, overcome with emotion over the word hell that was used in an Oval Office meeting. We cannot have that. And so therefore, we all today, in honor of that great thespian, Cory Booker, we are all thespians. Welcome back, hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show. I, I couldn't get out of character as the master thespian, grand thespian, Sir Davidus Generalis. We talked about Cory Booker. If you missed the first hour, you got to make sure you listen on CigarDave.com on the uh, uh, loop that repeats, either on the Cigar Dave mobile app for iPhone or Android or Kindle or at CigarDave.com, or uh, get it on the podcast on demand, because we ended last hour with uh, several sound bites of Cory Booker going after Kirsten Nielsen, and the emotion that he had, the drama, the melodrama. I mean, talk about a drama queen. And actually, it's kind of appropriate because Cory Booker would qualify as a queen. So, not that there's anything wrong with that. Or should I say in thespian terms, not that there's anything wrong with that. However, 
In fact, let's play that one more time. Sergeant Steve, let's let's hit up that that one. I think we called it. Uh, what did I call that? Phony tears. What did I? Uh, tears of rage. Yes. Let's listen to Cory Booker going after Kirsten Nielsen, who said, "Hey, I don't remember what was said in the Oval Office." Tears of rage. Here it is. I hurt when Dick Durbin called me. I had tears of rage when I heard about this experience. In that Pause meeting. it right there. And for you not to. I hurt. I hurt. And then he pounded his chest, his chest on his, his hand on his bosom. Yes, I have tremendous tears of outrage. Oh, I hurt inside. The pain that is coming from my loins, rising through my loins, up through my chestal region, and out through my head and into my mouth. I hurt. I just want to cuddle up. In my boyfriend's arms. Well, we don't know if he's come out, but we're just assuming. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I just want to cuddle in my boyfriend's arms in my safe space and just retreat from all this violence, all these nasty words. Continue with Cory Booker, please. Feel that pain, hurt and that pain and to dismiss some of the questions of my colleagues saying I've already answered that line of questions when tens of millions of Americans or hurting right now because of what they're worried about what happened in the White House. Oh, pause it right there. Oh, the pain, the hurt of millions of Americans that are worried, that are going to have to check themselves into mental institutions and get psychiatric and psychological help because the president, oh, my dear Lord, said the word hole. He said the word and every American now is panicking. Every American must dig deep, dig deep to refrain from wanting to go on the top of the tallest building in their city of residence and fall off and commit suicide. Dear Mr. President, using the word hole in the Oval Office will cause millions or as Bernard Sanders would say, billions of people to immediately kill themselves because the pain, the word hole, has inflicted upon them. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm cracking myself up here at Command Center Alpha. Unbelievable listening to this guy. This guy, talk about a wussified beta. Oh my goodness. Grow the hell up. And that character. The thespian character was uh, from a bit that John Lovitz did on SNL, Saturday Night Live, back when Saturday Night Live was actually entertaining and actually fun to watch and funny and comedic. He had a skit called Master Thespian where he talked like this. Everything was dramatic. You'd say, what's the temperature? I'd say, the temperature today is 85 degrees and we're preparing for storm clouds later. Overly dramatic, just like Cory Booker. Drama, drama, queen. Un. Real. Now, it's funny because while I was doing my Master Thespian here in Command Center Alpha in our offices, I do my show right from Command Center Alpha. Got a very palatial office. We, uh, we moved, uh, we, we changed everything about uh, two years ago. We upgraded. I want to do everything convenient from my office, and we've got a built-in bar. We've got the TVs. We've got room for the hair. We've even got a pole, a retractable dance pole. I've got a little button. You know how Matt Lauer had that button that closed the door, locked the door? I don't have that. But I do have a button that brings a dance pole down, and next thing you know, there's this disco ball, and the lights come down, a little bit of mood music. It's great. The harem loves it. So as soon as I, I, I was finished, I mean, even though it's soundproof, 
I received a knock on the door, on, on my door, and, and opening up, we've got its glass partition so people can see, and two members of the harem walked in, and they said, oh, General, listening to you, listening to your effervescence, listening to your passion, listening to your great thespianic abilities, we got a very warm, tingling sensation between our loins, a very moist feeling, General. We warm for your, for your body on us, upon us. This is not a Me Too movement, General. This is Me Three. We would like an immediate threesome with you, our five-star thespian. We cannot contain ourselves. Please, please take your hands and place it upon our luscious, bodacious bosoms. That's exactly what they said. I guess I'm having an effect. All right. So anyway, there we go. Cory Booker, I could not, I, had, I can't resist. I mean, just as soon as I saw that, as soon as I watched that as an alpha male, as a five-star global alpha male, as a, as a general, I looked at this and I said, are you effing kidding me? You gotta be, you can't be serious. Talk about theatrics. And then it hit me. He just launched unofficially his campaign for the 2020 presidential election and the Democratic nomination. No ifs, no ands, or buts. But Cory Booker is a lightweight. He's like Obama. There's no substance there. Guys never run a business. Hey, he ran Newark. Great. You ever seen Newark? Pretty weak. Nothing to look at. Kind of a dump. Oh, excuse me. Some people would even refer to Newark as a hole. And that's not just me saying it. That's many people. Have you ever visited Newark? Now, I'm, it may have cleaned up. I know they've had a renaissance downtown, apparently, but let me tell you something. Nobody was running to say, hey, I want to go live in downtown Newark. Hey, downtown Newark, what a happening place. We're thinking about going on vacation. We live in Florida. We're going to go to Newark for the week. Yeah, nobody says that. And these people that are still going, going just crazy because the president referred to someplace in a derogatory term, he wasn't referring to the people. He was referring in the generality to the area. Just like if you say, hey, that restaurant, oh, my God, what a dump. The food was terrible. There were, there were uh, 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 um, cockroaches in our food. What a hole. That's really what it boils down to. And by the way, excellent. I gotta, I've got to promote Sergeant Steve. He has been right on the money today and last week with our, our, our delay and our, beep, our, our uh, profanity uh, uh, bleeping device. He has been right on the ball. Nice job, Sergeant Steve. I know that uh, you never know what's going to happen, but you have been right on it with the trigger finger. No ifs, ands, or buts. You must be pretty good at a, uh, at a, uh, at a shooting range. Uh, yes, I am. Thank you, General. Absolutely. All right. Fantastic. So could not resist going after Cory Booker. Again, I want to get into something else to start, but that was just the gift that keeps on. The thespian gift that keeps on giving. All right. Let me tell you, should I do the uh, promo that I want to do for the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest in my thespian voice? Sergeant Steve, what do you think? Should I should I do it in the thespian voice? Absolutely. Or my normal five? David is generalis. Yes. Allow me to inform you. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line takes place Saturday, February 3rd, in our year of our Lord, 2018. Shelter Aviation in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida. Perhaps you may not realize the name of Tampa was named by the Indians, which means sticks of fire. 
and there will be massive numbers of sticks of fire, pleasure sticks of fire, that will be enjoyed as the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line is presented by Diamond Crown. And we will have a day filled with a cornucopia of culinary delicacies, of cigars, of distilled spirits, of craft beer, of airplanes, of camaraderie, of pleasure, and my dear Lord Heaven, of great thespianic acting that will include a live nationwide broadcast of the Sir Cigar Dave show from Hangar 1A. We only have, sadly, my dear friends, two, yet just two tickets available. It is an all VIP event. One price includes all, all the aforementioned delightful delicacies and spirits. And we shall have some absolutely magnificent food, an alpha feast, reminding me back when King George III used to invite me for a day of gluttonous food and feast. We shall have, as you walk in, you will be receiving six super premium cigars from J.C. Newman, including the diamond-crowned Julius Caesar 1895 Double Fifacto, only available at Diamond Crown Lounges. The Diamond Crown 1895 Double Perfecto, an Alpha Pleasure Fest exclusive only, my dear friends, only, my dear friends, available to the insiders of the Newman family who have graciously and cheerfully and delightfully said, we shall share the spoils, the riches of these Diamond Crown 1895 Double Perfectos with all of your attendees at your Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line. You will also get four other fantastic Diamond Crown cigars in a brick house. Mighty, mighty Double Connecticut. The Alpha Lunch Buffet a Feast that includes a carnivore carving station. No word if there will be large turkey drums that I can chew on throughout the day like we did in thespianic Shakespearean times. We will have incredible samplings of craft beer from Funky Buddha Brewing. Ah, yes, I could go for a stein of that fine, delicious beer right about now. We will also have some incredible spirits, I should say. Spirits that will make your mouth salivate, including samplings of McCallan, Highland Park single malt scotch whiskies, Partita tequila, Remy Martin cognacs, Mount Gay rum, Four Seasons bourbon, and wines from B.R. Cohen. It will be a fantastic day. Again, Saturday, February 3rd, 2018, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., Presented by Diamond Crown, the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line. Two tickets remaining. Go! Go now, my lads! Go now and buy the last two remaining tickets at CigarDave.com. Now I shall retreat back to the thespianic den. That is all. Download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, Kindle, and iOS so you can listen to the general anytime, anywhere. The Cigar Dave mobile app is presented by Diamond Crown. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store today.
In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. The Cigar Dave Show is available 24-7, 365 via the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, iPhone, as well as Amazon Kindle. You don't need to be in front of a radio. You just need to have your mobile device ready to go. And you can listen to me take on the enemies of pleasure. Talk about the alpha male good life as we talk cigars, spirits, diversions, grilling, everything associated with the alpha male good life. So go download the Cigar Dave mobile app today, presented by Diamond Crown. And you can listen to the show live, noon to 2 Eastern time, anywhere around the world. And as soon as the show is done, we run a continuous loop. The show is also available on demand. Also our Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and the ability for you to record a message and send it directly to us. So go right now. If you've got an Android, an iPhone, or the Amazon Kindle, Go and download the Cigar Dave mobile app presented by Diamond Crown. Never miss a minute of a Cigar Dave show with the Cigar Dave mobile app. have been breached. Congressional insurgency has begun. Stand by as your general enacts countermeasures. Well, the enemies of pleasure have reared their ugly heads again. We have some items from the United States of America, Indiana, the Hoosier State, as well as uh, down in Australia, the land down under. First up, an Indiana bill would empower companies to test and fire employees for using tobacco, including cigars. Now, businesses in Indiana are legally allowed to test current and prospective employees for the use of illegal drugs, such as marijuana, heroin, cocaine. Fort Wayne Senator Liz Brown, however, wants to enact legislation. She is sponsoring a bill that would repeal a portion of the state code that prohibits employers from being able to test workers' use of tobacco outside of the job. Now, as the code currently is written, it says, an employer may not require, as a condition of employment, an employee or prospective employee, refrain from using or discriminate against an employee with respect to the employee's compensation and benefits or terms and conditions of employment based on the employee's use of tobacco products. So, if you work for a company and you enjoy cigars, 
You enjoy a cigar once a week, twice a week, <clears throat> once a month, special occasions. You do it outside the workplace. You don't smoke on uh, uh, during the job. You don't smoke on the, on the grounds of the employer. Employer can't do anything. They can't fire you because you smoke cigars. That is known as the Smoker's Bill of Rights in Indiana. However, if Senator Liz Brown gets her way, businesses would be able to withhold health coverage from smokers, refuse to hire them, and even fire existing employees based upon their use of tobacco, including cigars, during their free time. Now, the law currently in place prohibits discrimination, but does allow companies to implement financial incentives for reducing tobacco use. So, if a company says, look, we want to, if you smoke cigarettes, we want you to, uh, we'll have some smoking secession programs. We will pay for you to go for that. We'll pay for your use of the nicotine patch or nicotine gum. We'll get you counseling. And they're also allowed to increase the, the, the premiums that people pay for health insurance. That's fine. Legal, no problem. I do, however, have a problem. When they say that if you are going to do something that is legal, smoking is legal, enjoying a cigar is legal, where all of a sudden they are going to make it really de facto illegal by telling employers, hey, if somebody, uh, an employee smokes, you can fire them. That is just cause to fire them. I'm sorry. Where does it end? Do they then say, well, you know what? We would like all of our employees to be vegan and adopt a vegetarian vegan lifestyle. Therefore, if you eat meat, steak, chicken, seafood, we have the right to test you, and if we see you, we can fire you. This is the problem. It is a slippery, slippery slope. Again, smokers are already paying higher health insurance premiums. The insurance companies have already said, okay, we're going to increase the amount that you're going to have to pay because we have increased costs. They work out the actuarial tables. They know exactly what it is. Ridiculous. Let's hope that fails. Now from Lieutenant Aristotle, who sent this to us, from the land down under in uh, Australia. And as a poll conducted of liberal and national party supporters, the, uh, a majority, 57% of liberal national party supporters say they want a special tax on sugar-sweetened drinks. That's more than the 54% of labor voters that want it. Clearly, these parties are very on the, on the liberal side. They're like our Democrats and, uh, and, and libs here in the United States. And what they're doing is equating sugar with tobacco. Tobacco's evil, now we've got big sugar. And when the tobacco question was asked two years ago, 70% of voters wanted higher taxes on tobacco. Okay, fine, great. But here's the problem. People, to equate sugar with tobacco is ridiculous. Now, does sugar have health consequences in, my, in excess? Sure, I've cut down sugar, absolutely. Never felt better. But I don't need the government to tell me that. I don't need Big Brother to say, "You, we know what's right for you. We know what's best for you. We are going to put a tax on sugar. I don't need that. I don't want it. I haven't had a regular drink or diet drink in a year and a half. A tax didn't have anything to do with it. It's me just saying, hey, I just don't want to do it anymore. I found out some scientific issues with it. Great. Don't want to do it. The fact of the matter is, you want to cut out sugar, drink less so uh, soda, less sweets, less candy. It's a very simple solution. Enough of big government. They don't know what's best for us. The 
Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Flight Line, presented by Diamond Crown, returns on Saturday, February 3rd, 2018, at Shelter Aviation in the Cigar City. This day of Alpha Male Pleasure Maneuvers includes a buffet fit for an Alpha Male, great spirits, craft beer, Alpha Male camaraderie, and of course, plenty of Diamond Crown cigars. Tickets for the Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Flight Line, presented by Diamond Crown, are on sale. Get info and tickets at CigarDave.com. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line at Tampa International Airport in the Cigar City of Tampa is Saturday, February 18th. It is an all-ticketed VIP event. It is a great day filled with fantastic cigars from J.C. Newman, our presenting sponsor, Diamond Crown, a fantastic Alpha Lunch Buffet, a nice Cigar Dave goodie bag with all sorts of fine goodies for you, and you'll also enjoy great craft beer samplings, spirit samplings, whiskey samplings. We'll be surrounded by aircraft at Shelt Air Aviation right in the hangar. It is a fantastic day of Alpha Male Pleasure Maneuvers. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line, Saturday, February 3rd, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. This is an all-VIP ticketed event, very, very limited. Go to CigarDave.com and purchase your tickets. That's CigarDave.com for the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line, Saturday, Feb 3rd, 2018, in Tampa. General has determined that enemies of pleasure are hazardous to your happiness. For your protection and sanity, they've been vaporized. Men are under attack. We have been under attack for the last number of, well, actually before the entire hashtag MeToo movement came about. We were under attack by feminists for the last 40, 50 years. But it really has gotten uh, horrible with all the MeToo Hashtag the feminists basically lumping every single man in the same category as scumbag, uh, scumbags like Harvey Weinstein and Louis C.K. And, uh, and Mark Halpern and Matt Lauer. I'm sorry, but as an alpha male, as a classy gentleman, as someone that treats women with the highest regard, I've never had a complaint from my harem or anyone else, any other females, which is common sense. You have to know how to properly treat people. You treat people politely. I don't, it is, it is, it is unfair and it is wrong to lump me, lump all of you who fit the same category with those scumbag sexual predator men. And feminists really have believed for 40 years that any baby boy, as soon as they're out of their mother's womb, they are a born sexual predator. They're a born sexual harasser. They're a born. They're born to basically keep uh, a, a keep the sh the, the, a, 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 an artificial glass ceiling in place to prevent women from succeeding and from going to college and from driving and doing anything else in a modern 21st century world. Nothing could be further from the truth. Now, when we see an accusation where a woman says, "Hey, Harvey Weinstein," 
uh, uh, treated me horribly. He, he definitely sexually abused me. He sexually harassed me. Uh, he did things that were inappropriate. No problem. The guy's a scumbag. Period. End of discussion. Total scumbag. But now what we're seeing are women who are having and entering into consensual sexual relations with men who later have regret. They all want to jump on the Me Too bandwagon. And the latest example is uh, a piece that was in Babe.com, or uh, an online publication called Babe.com, which detailed a consensual, uh, consensual sexual encounter between Master of None star and comedian Aziz Ansari and an anonymous woman who they disguised, uh, her name is Grace. The title of the story was, I went on a date with Aziz Ansari. It turned into the worst night of my life. Now, before I get into this story and how the backlash against this woman and against the Me Too movement, let me give you some background on Aziz Ansari. I never heard of this kid. Never heard of this guy. He, is an, he calls himself a male feminist. Okay, He is ultra-liberal. He was on Saturday Night Live. He was hosting, he's got to be, I think, just over a year ago after the president, uh, he had a movie that came out or something that came out and the president uh, was about to take office or did take office and went after him in his monologue. Really went after him and it was very clear he was an ultra-liberal. And I watched it for about three minutes till I said, this isn't even funny. This isn't even entertaining. And I turned it off. And I haven't watched SNL probably since around last February. It's just not funny anymore. It's not entertaining. It's not funny. There's no comedy. I don't watch the uh, the late shows. I don't watch uh, 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 the late show. I don't watch Jimmy Kimmel. I don't watch the Tonight Show. They're not funny anymore. I don't want to watch. I, I listen to politics after hearing it all day. I want to be entertained, like Johnny Carson and Jay Leno and David Letterman until the end when he got very political. But Aziz Ansari, ultra liberal, calls himself a male feminist. And he also hosted, I believe, the White House Press Corps. He was the featured entertainer at the White House Press Corps dinner. And I happened to watch that, the one that Donald Trump did not attend. The president did not attend that. He went after Trump unabashedly. He was not funny. In fact, there were a lot of people that cringe saying, this guy isn't entertaining. Now, I am convinced that there is a certain part of the reason that even feminists, are coming to the support of Aziz Ansari is because he is an ultra-liberal. No question. I have a feeling if this article were about a conservative, about a, 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 a diehard Republican, you wouldn't see the feminists jumping uh, at, and, and anchors from CNN and MSNBC saying, this article has gone too far. There's no doubt in my mind. But let me explain what, I want to go into what this article states and what this article alleged. Because this shows that men are under absolute attack. This movement has gone way too far. And again, if someone, a woman is legitimately harassed or abused or put into a, a sexual position that be, without her consent, no problem. These men are scumbags, period. But a consensual evening that goes bad because some woman gets a little too emotional, sorry, that's over the edge. So again, this story broke on Babe.com about a sexual encounter, consensual, between Golden Globe-winning Master of None star Aziz Ansari and an anonymous woman they referred to as Grace. The title, I went on a date with Aziz Ansari, it turned into the worst night of my life. And Grace, this woman Grace, 
Again, a phony pseudonym. Detailed how they met at an Emmy Awards after party that uh, they each were taking pictures with an old-fashioned camera and they kind of bonded. And initially, he didn't really, she flirted with him and he really kind of rebuffed her, didn't do anything. They flirted, however, for the next few days over text. They got together. She, uh, uh, they, they said they would meet, go out to dinner. She came to his home for drinks at his apartment. They went out for dinner and drinks at a nice restaurant down the street. They came back to his house for more drinks. And then they had sexual relations. Yes, I had sex, consensual relations with that woman. And in the article, it talks about how that Ansari moved in aggressively and awkwardly. And if one thing I, one take about the article, and we will post it, is the fact that cl clearly Aziz Ansari, yeah, he definitely is a male feminist because no alpha male would ever, ever make moves or, or be that clumsy. Only a wussified beta, a male feminist, would make moves that clumsy. I mean, they really were. When you read the article, I kept saying to myself, this guy's a beta. Oh, my God, there's no slick moves at all. And I think that was part of it, that the fact that this guy did not know how to romance the woman. As an alpha, we must know how to romance the woman. We don't just immediately say, hey, great dinner. Now spread your legs and let's go to it. I mean, ultimately, that's what's going to happen. You're going to engage in horizontal pleasure maneuvers. However, you have to properly romance the dame. You have to, as Laura Korn, from, uh, who, who we'll have on during Valentine's Day, noted author of 101 Nights of Great Sex, 101 Nights of uh, Great Romance. I think she said if you make love to a woman's mind, her poussoir shall follow. I believe that's what she said. Something along those lines. So clearly, you know, there's a whole ritual that goes along with it. It's the mating ritual. So she states that they went back to his house for more drinks. He moved in aggressively. They performed oral sex on each other. Now, again, if she didn't want to have oral, uh, perform oral sex on him, she said, could have said, no, I'm not going to perform it. Give me my coat. I'm leaving. That didn't happen. She said that she went along with it until he pushed for intercourse. She rebuffed him. They made out a little bit more. She became uncomfortable, asked to leave. And what did he do? He didn't immediately continue attacking her. He didn't uh, continue having sex with her. He called her an Uber. You don't call anyone a cab anymore. He called her an Uber and basically walked her downstairs, put her in the Uber, and that was that. And then she talks about how it ended in tears, that she, she had tears the whole way back. Well, it was an awkward sexual encounter. That in and of itself is not date rape. That isn't uh, sexually abusing someone. That's not assault. They went back voluntarily. She went back to his apartment. They had more drinks. They started to make out. They started to get touchy-feely. The clothes came off performed oral sexual pleasure maneuvers on each other, and from what I understand, he wasn't so good. That's kind of the gist of the article. And uh, he wanted to, uh, you know, go for the home run, and she said no. And as soon as she said no, fine, no problem, called her an Uber, and that was it. Well, awkward sexual relationships ha happen all the time. Awkward dates happen all the time. That in and of itself has nothing to do with the hashtag MeToo movement. Well, this story, after it gets published, went, goes quickly viral. That's how I found out about it. And I, I saw it on social media. I read it. And, of course, we had many people that exploded into rage with the MeToo movement and now this Time's Up movement. And the kicker on this is that at the Golden Globes red carpet last week, Aziz Ansari, who, again, 
calls himself a male feminist, wore this Time's Up button, which is basically time is up on sexual harassment, time is up on people like Harvey Weinstein. Meanwhile, for all those years, people like Oprah Winfrey and Meryl Streep and all these uh, A-list actors and actresses, they knew what was going on, but they turned a blind eye to it. Now, all of a sudden, oh, let me get my thespian voice again. Oh, my dear fellow actor and thespian, the outrage that I am, I am seething over this, over Harvey Weinstein and his boorish behavior. Where the hell were they two, three years ago? Where were they six months ago? They knew what the hell was going on. It's no secret. Come on. Enough is enough. Well, Ansari wore this Time's Up button, and apparently that was a trigger. All these ultra-feminists, after they read the article and saw him with the Time's Up button, they were triggered. They needed a safe space. They went into DEFCON 1 mode, and the calls were swift and merciless, saying, Ansari should lose his show. He should be fired. He should be shunned. His career should end. He was one of the good ones, and now he's turned on us. Now, the fact of the matter is, I don't care for Aziz Ansari. I don't like, I think his, his comedy is stupid. I don't think he's a very, a, a very talented actor or comedian. In fact, I thought he was pretty stupid and pretty bad, and he was a big bomb. He's an ultra-liberal, which I disagree with. However, what he did and what took place in that consensual evening with awkward sex, that has nothing to do with sexual abuse or any of the Hollywood uh, what, what, what's gone on in Hollywood with, the, with Harvey Weinstein and all these other scumbags over the past number of months that are all coming out. It is simply about a date that went badly. The woman was expecting something else. Aziz Ansari wanted uh, sex quicker. Maybe he didn't read the signs. Clearly he wasn't an alpha, didn't know how to properly romance and nuance things. I mean, if it would have been me, I mean, first, first of all, she would have been super hot you got to know how to do it. you got to know how to make the right moves. I'm an alpha. I know how to properly romance the woman. Or as Julio Iglesias would say, ah, I know how to properly romance the woman, yes? I know how to make love with the, to the woman using my eyes, yes? There's, there's a certain proper way. There is subtleties. You can't just immediately pounce in like a tiger on a dead giraffe. But clearly what took place did not live up to expectations for all sides involved. Now, in the story, they talk about that this grace makes mention of the fact that basically little nuances that, that didn't go from the get-go. She says, after, and I'm quoting here, after arriving at his apartment in Manhattan on Monday evening, we exchanged small talk and drank wine. It was white, she said. I didn't get to choose, and I prefer red, but it was white wine. Okay, so is that considered abuse because he poured white? Now, that tells you all you need to know about Aziz Ansari. He's a poussoir. He's not just a male feminist. I think he's a feminine feminist. Because most men, alphas like us, oh, look, I like, uh, don't get me wrong, I love conundrum now and then. I love a nice Chardonnay. But day in, day out, if I'm going to drink wine, I want a bold Cabernet. Or I want a very nice, tasty Pinot Noir. Now, there's nothing wrong with drinking white. And I personally, as an alpha, the first thing I would have said, I wouldn't pour a, a glass of wine for someone. As a polite, gentlemanly alpha who is refined, I would have stated, 
what may I get you? What would you like to drink? I have everything. I have red, white, Pinot Noir, Cabernet, Chardonnay. I have got champagne. I've got uh, uh, scotch. I've got bourbon. I've got gin. What would you like? That's the first thing that we do, that I do, that you and I both, we all do as, as alphas. We don't just put a glass of wine in front of someone. What would you like to drink? Your guest in my home, what may I get you? I have everything. Water, non-alcoholic, whatever you want. So she goes on to say that basically the way the date started, she wanted red, he poured white, and just her tone intimates that, oh, that, that was it. Now, did she ever think about saying, I really don't like white, do you have red? He clearly didn't force her to drink the white wine. He didn't shove it down her throat. So it's like that, that in and of itself gives you a little hint of what this article is all about. It's sprinkled with all these little little hints saying, oh, well, I, I preferred, you know, he, he, he didn't give me what I want. He, he did it against my will. Well, if you would have said, I would really prefer red, chances are he probably would have broken out a red. Now, at the end of the evening, she texted, he texted, apparently texted her, I don't know, the next day or whatever, and said, hey, I had a nice time. And then she texted back saying, I felt uncomfortable and I cried. And he apologized after the encounter and said, I'm sorry I made you feel uncomfortable. That's not what my intention was. Well, she tells her friends, she cries to her friends, boo-hoo-hoo, like most, most women. Oh, it was terrible. He gave me white instead of red. And yes, he, he, he wanted to have sex with me. Well, at any time, like she did, she could have just said, no, I'm sorry. We're not going to have sex. I don't want to have oral sex. I don't want to have this kind of sex. But she didn't. Now, many people in the media, on the networks, the Lib Networks, went after the author and went after this Grace, primarily this Grace woman, saying, listen, what you went through was a bad date, nothing more. That's it. Now, I really believe that many of these people that came to Aziz Ansari's defense was because he is a noted liberal, noted male feminist. I'm not so sure the, the reaction would be as strong if that actor was a conservative. It should be, because the fact of the matter is, let's not confuse serious uh, date rape or sexual uh, harassment or sexual assault with a date gone bad. And when I come back, I will tell you about how the author of that article that author went after Ashley Banfield of HLN, Headline News Crime and Justice, for what she had to say. Final and concluding segment of this edition of the Cigar Dave Show with yours truly, Sir Davidus Generalis, Master Thespian, comes your way next, my dear friends. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is the Alec Bradley Prensado Lost Art. This medium to full-bodied cigar not only pays homage to its namesake, the Prensado, but also the lost art of handcrafting goods. It takes a plethora of skilled artisans to create the Alec Bradley Prensado Lost Art, which you will love. Want premium cigars like these shipped directly to you each month? Log on to CigarDave.com to join the Officers Club.
Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next? How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Now, who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. It is a new year and a new month, and that means we have a brand new year of Cigar Dave Officers Club selections, and we start... January 2018, with the brand-new Alec Bradley Prensado Lost Ark. This is the highly acclaimed sequel to the Alec Bradley Prensado. Different flavor complexion, uses a magnificent Honduran Corojo wrapper, Honduran and Nicaraguan double binder, and fillers from Honduras and Nicaragua. It is a full-flavored cigar, nice notes of pepper and espresso. It is fantastic. You will enjoy this cigar. And it follows up on the great year of selections we had with the Officers Club from all the major manufacturers. Get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars shipped directly to you in a Ziploc Cigar Dave Officers Club pouch. Go to CigarDave.com for $22.95 per month. You will get fantastic cigars shipped right to you. Again, this month, it is the Alec Bradley Prensado Lost Start. It is our Officers Club featured cigar. You will love it. Standing in the face of gale force winds of political correctness, it's the General Cigar Dave. Dave. All right, let's wrap up talking about uh, that article that was in uh, on Babe.com entitled, I went on a date with Aziz Ansari. It turned into the worst night of my life. And uh, again, this woman, Grace, details how they met and they went out to dinner and she talks about from the get-go, it was it was it was bad because he put down a glass of white instead of asking her she likes red. It reminds me of when when uh, some people uh, were guests of President Trump, and I can't remember what it was, but CNN or somebody reported that that President Trump got two scoops of ice cream for dessert and everybody else got one, and he got Diet Coke where everybody else got iced tea. And I remember my first response at the time was, did any of these people that were guests just simply ask? The server, excuse me, may I get another scoop of ice cream? Do I get, may I get a Diet Coke? Do you think the president would have said, no, only I get another scoop? You know what he would have said? Great, you're going to love it. Have another scoop. And clearly he's got to cut back on those scoops pursuant to his physician, which is okay. But it reminds me of that pettiness, as if all you have to do is open your mouth. But as I wrap this thing up, uh, Ashley Banfield, the host of HLN's Crime and Justice, 
talked about it on her show, and she went after the... It's babe.net, by the way, not babe.com. It's babe.net. She basically talked about the story that was on babe.net saying it was has nothing to do with sexual assault. She called it a bad date that does not meet the legal threshold for rape. She says, and I quote, by your description, your sexual encounter was unpleasant. It did not send you to the police. It did not affect your workplace or your ability to get a job. So I have to ask you, what exactly was your beef? That you had a bad date with Aziz Ansari? Well, the author of the article, oh, who's, again, this woman, 22-year-old author of this article, who is, again, supposedly all these women, all these feminists, you know, all basically cover for each other and so on. And what's happened is not just Ashley Banfield, but on the New York Times opinion page, a Barry Weiss, staff editor of the opinion page, said Mr. Ansari is guilty, all he's guilty of, is not being a mind reader. And all these other people said the same thing. This woman went after Ashley Banfield saying, I'm certain nobody under the age of 45 has ever heard of you. I hope the 500 retweets on the single news write-up made that burgundy lipstick, bad highlight, second-wave feminist has been really relevant for a little while. Are you kidding me? Give me a break. Men have been under attack. We're not going to take it anymore. All right. I shall end my show as the master thespian, Sir David is generalist. Don't forget, two tickets remaining to the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line, Saturday, February 3rd, CigarDave.com for tickets. Cigar Dave the General saying, may your humidor always be full, may your cutter always be sharp, may your ash be extra, extra long, Sampa Delicatio, always pleasure, long live the Alpha Male, make America great again, and Lord live this thespian.